Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all phone guests join on the Goodyear hotline. Good morning, guys. First of all, good morning. How was your Halloween? Key, what'd you do? I scared everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You went as yourself? Yeah, boo. (laughs) It was fun, man. I had a um, a good, good weekend. I would say, so Halloween started on Friday. Obviously, you know you get the, the the, the party, the whole deal. Um, it was a big party on Friday, and then Saturday was a little more calm, and then Sunday yesterday kicked up to a whole another level. You know, I have a, a younger daughter, so we took her out around. I don't know. I think it was about five, so it was still light outside. So it was just starting to really kick into high gear, and then you know later on that night it was like. The party, well, I think it shifted to a lot of people's homes, but I looked up as I was watching the um, the game, and I had to come back and cook for everybody. So I had to, man, I, I put a bunch of stuff together in probably 20 minutes for like about 40 people inside That's, my house. Damn. 40 and, people? Hold on, hold on. What'd you do for 40 people? Just burgers and hot dogs? Man, like, what'd you just on the no, grill? No, man, I, quick now. I emptied out the freezer. In the refrigerator, to be honest with you, I started earlier that day. We had different fishes that I had in the freezer. I dropped in some fillets. And I just basically bite-sized everything and stuck uh-huh. toothpicks in them really quick. Buffalo cauliflower, toothpicks in it. What else did we have? We had, like, vegetable trays. Do a cooking hummus. show. Like, you got to do, um, like, that's hard. 40 people in I 20 had, minutes. And it was hard. crazy. It was crazy. So I was watching the game in between doing that, and I looked up. Man, I tell you, it was probably another 50 people in my backyard. Man, I might have had 100 people in my damn house. I was like, where's all these people coming from? But it's a block party, basically. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just all type of people just coming in your house and just, you know, it turned into something. It was cool, though. I, would it, add a cover it, fee I always too. look forward to that every single year. By the way, I would add a cover fee. Pat, our producer today, Pat just came up with, I don't even know if I should say it on the air, Key, because he needs to copyright this for you. You got to kiss him into this one. Ready for this? Yeah. A cooking show with you, because yeah. you, you can officially cook. Chef Boy R. Key. Oh, I like that. <laughs> he stole that, man. <laughs> Pat, Pat stole that. That's old. You can't, oh. I can't put him in that. That's, oh. that's completely that's original. 17 years Yeah, no, no, by the way, no wonder. It came out a little too perfect. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've been holding on to this story all morning long because yeah. I, I had a moment where I could have became you yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had a moment where I was literally on the verge of becoming you. So me and my family dress up as lions, right? So I'm a 6'2 lion. I got the fur all over me. My son's a baby cub. My daughter is Simba. Um, so you're doing Lion King? Yeah, Lion King, right? So we're around the neighborhood, and I got my drink in my hand. I got my dog. He's dressed up as an alligator. Don't ask me why. Just my daughter wanted to dress my dog up as an alligator. And this older guy comes out to me. Kenny, Wait, hold on. Everybody is a lion. You're all Lion dog. King except the dog. The dog is an alligator. Because okay. we got gotcha. We got cheap with his outfit. Nobody yeah. wouldn't pay for a lion for my dog. Yeah, yeah. So, Key, I'm standing there holding my dog. I got the drink in the hand, and we're at this block party. And this older guy is staring at me, right? And he starts doing, you know when somebody recognizes you, Key? The snap and the pointer, right? So I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, here we go. He asked me about a basketball question. And he goes up to me. He says, hey, congratulations on making the Board of Education. I said, what the? 
the board of education, what board of education? I look at my wife, what is he talking about? And I'm like, no, no, I'm Jay, man. I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. He goes, oh, and he walks over to me, right? And now he's like, in my face, it's uncomfortable, Key. And he goes like this, I am so sorry. I have mistaken you for another black guy I know. (laughs) Key, Key. (laughs) Yes, you imagine my face? Key, I took every ounce of me to be like, don't, don't, don't Keyshawn Johnson. Calm well, down. No, it's, it's, he, he probably is Halloween drunk. So <laughs> No, Halloween he was sober. Drunk. He was looking dead at me, Max. Now, 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 is there anything in the fact that at least he came out with it that's and copped to it? Yes. Instead of, like, trying to play it off, he's like, yes. look. That's why I felt bad because yeah. he was being honest, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He was being like, oh, I just, I'm mistaking you for another black guy. No, I'm like, you well, how many, just, how many do you know? You might want <laughs> to move, you know. You might want to move if you're uncomfortable, brother. <laughs> I know, but I could have taken it down to Keyshawn Johnson Alley. I just chose not to. No, you ain't going to take it because I wouldn't have paid him no attention. As soon as he said something to me, I probably would have kept on walking. So, oh, well. Halloween. Welcome Halloween. to Halloween. It was fun, though. A lot of, lot a of freaky time. costumes. It was pretty interesting. A lot of people. It was one guy that was dressed up as a, as a, uh, a vaccine, like a needle, oh, uh, a syringe. Uh, it was so crazy, man. People, I'm like, that's what just to keep people dude? away from him, apparently, <laughs> yeah. in this climate. Dress up like that. <laughs> Either costumes or people that didn't wear nothing for their costumes. That, that's, yeah. that's a, well, there was first, a few of those, yeah, too. First, yeah, year, yeah. first year, I didn't do anything. The kids all had their own things to go to and everything. The first year, like, completely no costume, uninvolved. Did you give out candy? Training. What did you do? No, no, it just didn't. It was, uh, I watched the game, I watched football. Well, the city's different because it's all the apartment buildings yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you don't have do a big they trick or treat in the city. Oh no! If you give a big apartment building, these kids clean yeah, up. Yeah, they do it. They in don't the even have to leave no the kid. building yeah. to clean up. In the building. so they just yep. go part from door floor to door. To floor? Yep. yep, floor to floor, door to door, clean up. Man, that's not a real experience, right there. At least you got the big house. Well, you got the big house that y'all can retreat to. So. And they've had the California experience, too. The big house. <laughs> yeah, they have. It's like they're walking through the neighborhood and everything. It's good. Yeah, mm. it's coming to Halloween. Can, 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 we, can we have the day off after? I'm not just us. I mean, can kids get the day off yeah, after my kids Halloween? Yeah, my kids aren't going to their, their, their school. Their school is um, their school's closed today. They don't have school today. California, so progressive. Yeah. You know, my, my kids, there's other kids' Schools that are open, but for whatever reason, my kid's school, Sierra no, Canyon, is not two, open. There are two days that we need to give the day off. Just up it. It's it. Wait. This is the way it is. Day after Halloween, day after the Super Bowl. Just like I know it's no. Should I? Fair, it is. It's a holiday. Stop. Just stop wait, sending wait, people can, to work and school. I didn't know your kids went to Sierra Canyon. When, when we go into a basketball game, man, I'm trying to see what that parking lot's like. My all my kids gone to Sierra Canyon. What's the parking lot? Just listen to Drake. I, think, I know that's what I said. guys. I think we're contractually line. obligated to squeeze some sports in here, especially considering we're coming off a full football Sunday and a primetime game that was crazy. I mean, the Cowboys get the win over the Vikings without Dak. Start the day is brought to you by Indeed. You're hiring. You need Indeed. Visit Indeed.com. Key, you thought Dak would be playing. How surprised were you that he didn't? I was I was a little surprised, but I also understand the training staff with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and you know, if if Brett and, and Jim and Greg didn't think he was capable of going, then he wasn't going to go. So I knew that all along, but I just thought, based on his ability and who he was as a player, that Dak Prescott would get out there. And, you know, but they felt obviously good enough to roll Cooper Rush out and get a W in, in that situation. Um 
you know, more more he stays rested, the better for the future. It was a good thing because they got the W, so you cannot second-guess the opportunity. You know how sports is. Sports is they won, so you don't second-guess. They lose, you second-guess. And in this situation, you don't second-guess. You just say, okay, they won the game, they move forward, he gets another opportunity to rest up and come back. I got to give the Cowboys a lot of credit. That that, that was a Super Bowl-type defensive effort, right? When you think about what their ceiling is offensively and then you're watching their defense continue to contain guys like Dalvin Cook, guys like Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, even though he kind of went off for a little bit earlier in the game. I, I thought it was a huge game for Parsons, 11 tackles. Uh, that defense is trending in the right direction. That's what you want to see. But, damn, I never thought I would say Cooper Rush outplayed Kirk Cousins. Really? That's embarrassing if you're the Vikings. Like, that, that's a team that is down, that is out. That's a game where offensively you should be putting up 20 to 30 points. The fact that they couldn't hit that mark, the fact that Mike Zimmer, I feel like, got outcoached, that, that was just an embarrassing game for the Vikings. Yeah, listen, they hit on Diggs and they hit on Parsons, although everyone knew, like, the, Gi- the Giants made that deal uh, with the Bears for Justin about the, Fields. This isn't and that, about the Giants. That left, it's always about the Giants. <laughs> that left Parsons to go to a divisional rival, and they had to take the deal, but Parsons is good. The Dallas Cowboys defense is good. Like, Amari Cooper... When he was out, they were still getting work done. But now they not only rest Dak off the bye, and now this week Scary. get him a good long rest, but they won the freaking game. And they got confidence in their backup quarterback now because they have so many weapons. It's a big, big day for Dallas to me. Big day. Uh, be a part of KJM Nation on doc- the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Why the Colts' playoff hopes may have came and, ready for this key? This is written by Pat. Why the Colts' playoff hopes may have came and went. Oh, wow. Oh, what a play on words, oh, Pat. That's, I go. thought that was pretty good. <laughs> That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPN2. <laughs> For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Carson Wentz. Well, he showed up last night. Carson Wentz certainly showed up last night. That was Carson Wentz. He can play. And uh, he can also cost you a terrible late interception for leading a late drive to get him to overtime against the Titans. And then another turnover in overtime, and they lose 34-31. By the way, season on the line. Season on the line because you already lost to the Titans. Now there's going to be, what, a two-and-a-half game separation? Three games behind three, the Titans. Three games. It's going to be a three-game separation, plus you got swept. I mean, unless something crazy happens, that blew out the candles. Season on the line in overtime after he played well. Here is Colts quarterback Carson Wentz on if this means their playoff hopes are through. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to look at it that way. You know, it's a long season. Uh, we know where we're at. Fortunately, a loss like this, we got a quick turnaround. You know, Thursday night football is always tough on our bodies, but uh, sometimes it's good for, for your mindset to just move move on past this one. Uh, we got to learn from it, the mistakes. we we got to finish better. i got to finish better, no doubt about that. And we will. We will. You're ridiculous. I mean, Carson Wentz, see, I would have fought him, though, if I was his teammate when he <laughs> threw that first pick. Oh. Like, it, 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 I don't even know what he was thinking in the end zone, like what you 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 are a professional quarterback in the National Football League, and you panic, backed up, like that's unacceptable. I, I, I just you know, and I'm a guy who believes in, in an opportunity to continue to let a person grow, given the fact he came over from Philadelphia, and people were like saying he's a problem. I'm like, well, just let the dude grow and let him, and then he showed some flashes here over the last several weeks that. He can be a, a consistent quarterback for the Colts, and maybe they're marching in the right direction. But when he did that, that was like a panic Paul move. Like, what the hell are you scared of? I know it's Halloween and everything, but damn. Yeah. Jay? I, I just I, – I was the person on the show trying to defend Carson Wentz, right? And we, we talked at the beginning of the year. You know, we got – Key and I got into that whole debate about the O-line and, you know, Key, Key's point was around that time, well – Quarterback can make the old line look way worse than what they were. And then you start seeing Carson Wentz find his rhythm a little bit. And then in a game like this, where, let's be honest, a part of you was waiting to say, like, all right, like the Titans, are they for real? Or are they just finding ways to win these games? But when you have Carson Wentz, who just gives them the game to a horrible performance like that, like, I guess the conversations are the Titans real? I, I guess they are if real. If you find ways to damn, win games, just, you're real. Carson Wentz finds ways to lose yeah. important games. You know, I, th- I was wrong about Brady and the Cliff, obviously, right? I was right about Carson Wentz. And if you're paying attention, like, look, it's not that he can't play. We, in 2017, he was the best player in the league until he got hurt, right? He can play. <laughs> but it was steady regression since then. Remember when he got hurt the next year in 18? They were 5-6, and six, dead in the water, caught fire with Nick Foles and won a playoff game on the road, by the way. Then, since then, especially in 20, uh, 2019, when people were talking about how great he was playing in the second half of the season, you could see, if you were watching, he was actually not good. He was just playing really bad NFC East teams, and they were getting a little lucky late. He was starting to regress. But key, everyone was blowing smoke, telling him how great he was. And the thing that I didn't like about the Colts setup for Wentz, key, Jay, is that, yes, Frank Reich is there. But he was, from what I know from people in Philly, he was good cop. Bad cop was Filippo, right? And that's what Carson Wentz needs. And the key to me is when he turned the ball over in some loss 
last year, the year before, and, and at the post-game presser, he's talking about, well, that's just the way we do it sometimes and blah, blah, blah. He's st- he still wasn't – not taking accountability, really. Like, I can't – he's not Patrick Mahomes. He can't play that way. And even Mahomes can't really play that way, right? He can get caught. But he, he acts like he's on some level where, hey, I'm just a gunslinger and I can take chances. He's not on that level. Well, what I, what I would say is, he, is for Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback, but he does stupid things. Mm. And, and when you are backed up in your own end zone and you want to spike the ball one minute, then you flip it to, because you start to sheer panic sets in. Another opportunity that he all, that almost got away from him late in the game was he was scrambling and he almost did the same thing with a flip to the, to the tight end, and the defender was there just so happened when the tight end bobbled the ball, it didn't land in the defender's lap if hit on the ground. Just panic moves. So something is going on with him from a panicking standpoint. When everything is clean, he's the perfect quarterback. There's nothing wrong with him when everything is clean. Now I know the situation has to be perfect for him to have the maximum success that he's capable of having. He is not a throwaway quarterback. He They got to fix whatever those problems are that he's having when panic comes. When it gets rough and it starts to get a little turbulence, he goes into panic mode, and that's something that a scary cat does at the quarterback spot, and they've got to figure out how to fix that. Now, with all that being said about the Colts, I, I do want to give a ton of credit to the Titans. This is a team, after, after watching them lose to the Jets, I'm like, oh, this, is, this looks bad. This is bad. And then for them to bounce back, beating the Bills, the Chiefs, and now the Colts in a big game like this on a day where Derrick Henry only had 68 yards rushing on the ground, was limited in 28 carries, watching the way Ryan Tannehill, watching the way A.J. Brown combined for a pretty massive game. Give Mike Brabel a lot of credit. This team is really blossoming into the team, regardless of whether you believe it or not. They're winning these games, and winning these games – it's what matters the most, finding ways to win down the stretch. What, what, even if they don't impress you the eyeball all the time, the bottom line is the two boogeyman teams in the AFC were the Bills and the Chiefs to start the year. They beat them in consecutive weeks and then went on the road to beat the second-place divisional rivals in overtime. Like, you know, they're doing something right. They're doing something right. Key, real quick before we hit commercial. Wait, wait, Key, are you a believer, Key? Are you a believer in the Titans? I mean, as far as what? Are they an elite AFC team? Well, yeah. There's only like two teams in the AFC, it looked like. Okay, who? It's like the Bills and the Titans right now. Okay. I mean, That's what Pittsburgh is trying to get back in it. We didn't see Baltimore this past week, so our memories are short-term, and we didn't see the Raiders. Chiefs And we'll scuffling. see Kansas City tonight. Well, Kansas City should look good tonight. But Don't, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a separate uh, story. Um, Saints lost their quarterback last night. We'll tell you what this means for the future. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. As we go, no huddle. All right. James, I was expecting production. Jameis Winston was injured in the second quarter of the Saints win over the Bucks. Jameis left leg, as you heard on SportsCenter just now, got pinned behind him as he hit the turf. Trainers and medical staff looked at him on the field before helping him limp slowly to the sidelines and to the medical tent. He was later assisted in, onto the cart driven back to the locker room. Here's Saints head coach Sean Payton on the injury. I think it's significant. He felt something, um, and he's on crutches right now. I don't want to say until I have a chance to talk with the doctors, but, um, you know, it, it was something. When, you know, when he got up and then had to go back down, you, you know, you, you were a little concerned. Oh, when you hear the head coach say the injury is significant. Key, what's your reaction to this? Where do the Saints go from here? Well, I think they just keep marching on. I, I always felt like the Saints have a good football program because of the head coach and Sean Payton. He gets the most out of guys that people think he can't. And I look for him to possibly bring in another quarterback, maybe a guy like Cam Newton. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton is on his way to New Orleans. I don't know anything, but this is a situation where you dial up a guy like Cam Newton. Familiarity is important. He was in the division his entire career. He played against the Saints. The Saints have some familiarity with him. He could be a guy that comes in there and gives them everything that they're capable of doing. Plus, they can do a lot of the same things to a degree that they would do with Taysom Hill yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of putting him in the lineup. So I think this is a good opportunity, especially now that Cam is vaccinated, going to a situation with a team that is good right now. They are a good football team and only going to get better once Michael Thomas comes back in the fold. I mean, first off, props to Trevor Simeon for actually getting him the win yesterday. Yeah. And that defense is stout, like we've been saying for a long time. I, the Saints are the perfect fit for Cam. Not, not a good fit, the perfect fit. And this is why, if you're Cam, you wait for the right opportunity. 
Look, war of attrition happens every single year. Injuries come into play. Even with Taysom Hill going through his concussion protocol, like he just said, the familiarity, he steps in right away. This could be a huge pickup for the Saints and Cam Newton at the same time. Totally agree with you guys about Cam Newton. Best available guy by far, right? So go grab him. But think about this win for the Saints. They keep, they keep just – this is like that, the Rocky movie where it's like it's not about how hard you, you can hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep coming forward. They just keep coming forward. That is a gutty team with a lot of heart. And, like, let's see where this season goes. It's going to be – it's not going to be like just the Bucks running away with it, like it looked like yeah. in the beginning. No, no, yeah, I tried. To, I tried to warn people. I tried to warn people. I said the Saints are a team that can finish second or third in the conference and get one of those slots. But people looked at me and had their little slide comments. Canty, Christopher Canty, <laughs> by the way. But did anybody think that when uh, when Tom Brady got the ball back with like two and a half minutes that that was game over again? Yep. No, just, I didn't even. I never. I, did. I never. I didn't think that. Not against the Saints. The Saints mm-hmm. are too much of a veteran-led team. Uh, when you look at Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator on that side, he's been through it all. They, it, it, yeah, I wasn't worried about with the Saints. I was not worried about it. The Dallas Cowboys is a different situation. Mm-hmm. Veteran right. team like the Saints, they were not going to allow that to happen. We need to stop huddling. Justin Fields looked <laughs> impressive, even though the Bears lost thirty-three twenty-two to the Niners. He threw for 175 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Also rushed for 103. An impressive TD. Here's Bears rookie on his performance. I think we did pretty good. I think we did a good job on third down. And I think an area in, to improve is uh, just, you know, scoring touchdowns in the red zone um, and, instead of kicking field goals. But I thought, the, I thought our offense did a great job of, you know, keeping the drives going and executing on third down. So I, I would say uh, we did pretty good today. All right, so Justin Fields didn't exactly sound disappointed in his team's performance, even though head coach Matt Nagy was not at the game following a positive COVID-19 test. Key, what was the big takeaway for you from Justin Fields' performance? Well, it just looked like Justin Fields was out there playing his best football, whether it was in the air or running on the ground. He certainly felt comfortable. Whoever was dialing up the plays, whatever the situation was, he just felt like, okay, I I can do this. He looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked like a guy that had all the athletic ability that we saw in high school at the University of Georgia, then at Ohio State, in some flashes early on in his young tenure in Chicago. That's what he looked like to me. I was excited to see him play. The kid completed 70% of his passes, the ill-advised interception. But look, 100 yards on the ground, and he also contributed in the air. Whenever you do that, Max, you get this type of performance. It wasn't his fault that they lost the football game. San Francisco was just a little bit better on that day. Yeah, I, I agree with you on San Francisco being better. But, man, it, when you see Matt Nagy at home and you see Justin Fields play that way, one would start to think, if you're practical, okay, this Uh-oh. is how Justin you know, Fields you know, plays I, I when already, Matt Nagy's not around. I worked with you guys enough. I know what's coming next. Germ spreader. <laughs> Here Come goes on, Key. Here start goes Key. Hit him with it, Key. I know you got Matt Nagy getting extension, but just say you're starting to feel me a little bit more, Matt Nagy no, not being no, no. there next year. I, I'll say it again to clear your mind because clearly your mind is not clear. Clearly, what not. I said clears there. is that Matt Nagy can get an extension at the end of the year if they do what they need to do with Justin Fields in winning games. Now, I don't know that that's going to happen based on the loss yesterday, and what they have left on their schedule. But if they finish above 500 and Justin Fields continues to show growth, they will not be moving on from Matt Nagy. 
I just I just want to remind people again, in the old days, Justin Fields would maybe get into a game or two this year. He'd really be a rookie, really, his first year. This is like a redshirt year back then for, for quarterbacks. Then he'd be, get his first real action next year, and then we'd start judging him the year after that. I think Fields is going to be a star quarterback, but I think he's a long way off from that, and we're going to see up and down, uneven performances for a while because he's a rookie quarterback. All these guys, all of these guys are rookie quarterbacks. All right, thank you for that great point. Back to Key and I's argument. Justin right Herbert I wants in a blue. Wait, yep. do, you think they'll, do you think they'll be 500 when it's all said and done? Next, next game up, Pittsburgh Steelers, Monday they, Night Football. I think because of the 17-game schedule, I could see 8-9, and nine, but Key did open my eyes when he said, compare Matt Nagy's record as a head coach to Shanahan. Matt Nagy is now 31-25, and 25, lifetime as a head coach in the regular season. That's a he lot of football. Get, it doesn't he, happen he doesn't by accident. He doesn't get that victory, though, I don't think. I don't think that victory goes no. on his record. I'm glad Key opened your eyes. Close I mean, that loss. I don't think the oh, loss right. goes on his record. You're right, Key. 31 yeah, and 24. Loss. That's a good point. Yeah, the yeah. loss doesn't go on his record. All right. I, I, at least I don't think so. No, I no, 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 no. It wouldn't go on it for me. I wouldn't count it. He wasn't there. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> in New York, Jets fans had something to cheer about. Hey. Backup quarterback Mike White stepped in for the injured Zach Wilson and stunned the Bengals, who were flying high, throwing for... 405 yards and three touchdowns in a 34-31 win. White joins Cam Newton as the only quarterback since 1950 to throw for 400 yards in their first career NFL start. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Here is the Jets' backup on if he feels that he proved he can be a starter. 100% I, I, I have an immense amount of faith in myself, and, and uh, I think that I can go out there and, and execute the offense and move the offense, and today just was just an affirmation for it. But in my mind, I knew I was, I was confident enough to be able to execute an offense. All right, Key, since we're doing a little um, germ spreading, we need a better word in a pandemic than germ spreading, a better phrase. But <laughs> since we're doing that thing that you don't like, let me, let me do it now and ask you, how concerned – should Zach Wilson be about his starting job? Not concerned at all. He's a, the, you know, Zach Wilson's out on the sideline right now. And if I'm the New York Jets, I don't even think about playing Zach Wilson the rest of the season. I let him just sit on the sideline, let him learn from watching. Um, I think in this situation, he's a number, number two overall pick. They're financially obligated to him. Money plays a big part in decision-making. And I understand uh, Mr. White is the, the – uh, the flavor of the day. I understand the Jet fans and, and are excited about their backup quarterback. I get it. He showed some stuff yesterday against the Cincinnati team that had been playing good, but Zach Wilson doesn't have to worry about his starting job, at least for now. Breaking news. Mike White signs with ESPN. We signed another former Jets player. Um, look, I, Mike White played his tail off. I give him a lot of credit. I, I don't think Zach Wilson has anything to worry about. But what does it say about the Bengals? Because last week, everybody was so high on yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, you guys were. Everybody was all – and I, I like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I think, has a lot of talent. Still a young football team, though. It's uh, okay you know for them to be young. You know what? You know who the big winners are from yesterday's Jets win? The Titans are the big winners. Because what this shows are – look, when we look at the Titans and the Bengals, we, I, at least I think people have the same sense of it, even though if, you know, if it's not being said. They're good – they're a little half-step below the Bills or if the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders or if the Ravens are healthy. The sense is that they're, a ver- they're very good AFC teams, but they're not quite at the tippy top, whatever. The Jets beat good teams. 
they lose to everyone else, and they're able to beat the Titans and the Bengals. Wow, we're you rationalizing know, I, teams with Jets wins now. That's, well, I, that's I'm incredible. Just, I'm just saying that that's the real strike against the Titans this year is the loss to the Jets, but they just showed they can upset a team like the Jets or the Bengals. I mean, I like the Titans or the Bengals. Doesn't do anything for you? No? Oh, I tried. Um, <laughs> a banged-up Baker Mayfield returned to the field this week to try to continue the momentum created by Case Keenum. Last week, Baker suffered uh, from a torn labrum and shoulder fracture, but was cleared to play this week. The Browns quarterback ended up throwing for 225 yards and no touchdowns in a loss, 15-10, to the Steelers. Here's Baker Mayfield on how his shoulder felt. It felt a couple, but, I mean, no setbacks, so that was, you know, uh, one positive for, for me looking at this, but uh, just got to get it corrected and, uh, you know, obviously continue to rehab, do all that. But uh, on the field, we just got to do better. All right, guys, here's the question. We seeing the end of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? Is this the beginning of the Yankee? No, I don't think it's the, I don't think so at all. He's under contract for another year because of the fifth-year option. I think, though, when you look at where Cleveland was a week ago when playing with Case Keenum and winning that football game, they probably should have stayed with Case Keenum and allowed Baker Mayfield to continue to heal. Sometimes when you insert people into the lineup just because you think they're ready, it takes something away from the rest of the team. That ump, that ump factor, whatever that is, that snack, crackle, pop was missing from the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not that Baker Mayfield shouldn't be the starter. It's just that Case Keenum gave them a little bit of a lift and they probably should have stayed with that until such due time that they really needed to insert Baker Mayfield into the lineup. I don't think they needed to do it against Pittsburgh. They did it, and they come, came away with a loss. He didn't play great. He didn't play bad, but he didn't give them that extra ump that they were looking for. I would agree with that. I also think, look, his teammates let him down. I mean, his skill players, you talk about they dropped at least six passes, right? They dropped several in the clutch. They fall started twice. Jarvis Landry probably had the worst game of his Cleveland Browns career. I mean, when, when I see Baker Mayfield out there fighting, like, it was a monumental moment in this game. Fourth quarter, he's trying to get the first down. He runs over, and he, he gets it, and he get, there's a late hit, and he gets hit right in that left shoulder, right? All of his teammates run over to him wondering if he's okay. Fans in the stadium are all quiet. He gets up, rages out, pumps his fist, he just had this team in position to do so. It wasn't his best performance, but damn, I love the guts of Baker Mayfield. L- L- can we see the stats again between Baker and Case Keenum this season? It's interesting to me because Case Keenum played in the one game, right? And Baker has played the rest of the season. But if we can look at the stats, Baker per attempt is, you could see completion percentage is higher. Yards per attempt is significantly higher. But the sack percentage and the off-target percentage is also higher. What that tells me, Key, is Case Keenum, because he hasn't played as much this year, is, there, is taking it easy, not doing things to lose the game. Baker, there may be a little more aggressive but with. That sample size is, is of course, of course. so small no, no, for because, Case. Right, for Case, it's very small, and that's why probably it's like that under the same system when they were similar under Stefanski is because, hey, Case is not, it's not his seventh straight game or anything. But it also tells me this Browns team is constructed in a way where maybe the best thing for the quarterback to do is not lose the game. Just guide the offense, not lose the game. And maybe there's pressure on Baker to do more because if he only does that, well, well we can have Case Keenum well, do that. Did, Baker didn't lose the game, though. I mean, they got a first down completion to Jarvis Landry, and that's that, where he got stripped. That, and that that's was true. That's true. He has played 
he played better than the result, right, in terms of what he can do. But still, I wonder if there's pressure on him to do more than just guide the offense and not make mistakes because then we'll be sitting here the next day. Well, for that, you could just get Case Keenum. You don't need Baker Mayfield. Key, yeah, that's, what do that's, you think? That's not the issue. The issue is that whenever you have a guy like Baker Mayfield and you're a coach, you start doing things, your play calling changes to a degree. Mm-hmm. You start calling plays that you think Baker could handle where a Case Keenum situation, you don't call those plays. Right. You don't give him those opportunities. So his numbers are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what happens. What I just said is when you bring somebody else back into the lineup, like a Case Keenum, things change. The, the, the way you approach the game changes. The player's mindset change when you go from Baker to Case, Case back to Baker. Had they gone continuously against Pittsburgh with Case Keenum, things would probably have turned out a little bit different because the game plan would have been different. It would have been a little more simple. Therefore, the other players on the team would have lifted up and said, we got to carry Case, opposed to Baker Mayfield, and them saying, okay, well, we got Baker. If something goes wrong, we believe in him. You just ride that wave just for enough, a little bit, just enough for Baker Mayfield to get back 100% healthy to a degree. Now, he won't be 100% healthy all year long because of the tour labrum, but at least he feels a lot better than he did in this game coming back against Pittsburgh. If you give him one, two, three more weeks, who knows what the team would be like. Well, Key, but if you mention that, then the, my follow-up is if, he, if he's going to have that torn labrum, if he's not going to be really near 100% because of it all year and you have Case Keenum, who should be the quarterback for the Browns the rest of this season? Well, it should be Baker Mayfield. There's no question about it. If he's capable of playing, what I'm saying is, you even though it's not going to be 100%, you still need to let it get better. You don't need to have it all messed up. Let it heal, calm down a little bit. If you can ride the wave against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next team, then you bring back Baker Mayfield. He's in his fifth-year option. They're going to pay him $20 million regardless, whether he's with the Browns or he's with another team. The commitment is his fifth-year option, which is a big commitment. It's a big year for him to get a long-term extension. I understand all those sort of things. But when you put bad tape on the, out there on the field, they will use that against you in negotiations. They simply can use that game against Pittsburgh, even though a lot of it probably in Jay's mind and his eyes was not his fault. Balls were dropped. True enough. But there also were balls that were late thrown. You got the seam route to Odell Beckham up the seam. He tries a one-handed safety sliding over. If he drills it where he's supposed to, they don't have to worry about those sort of things. But because of the injury, he wasn't able to do that. So you look at it a lot of different ways, and it's just a different situation. And this is the pass I'm talking about right there. As soon as he hits it, boom, he's wide open in the middle of the field. You hit him on that. Landry should come down with this ball, but it was slightly thrown high and outside with a safety bearing down on him. So when you talk about guys having the opportunity and they don't come up with those catches – Yes, but if his shoulder wasn't as in the position it was in, maybe there are handoffs instead of balls that I now got to extend for. All, all, that, all, all that's fine, and I, and I hear you, Key, and what you're saying. I, here, here was also my biggest takeaway from watching that game against the Steelers. If I'm OBJ, I can't do it anymore, Key. I can't. I, I can't have one target, one reception for six yards. Like I, I need to be more of a focal point of an offense there at times where it just feels like Baker does not even register the fact that OBJ is on the field. And I understand he has his targets, but that trade deadline coming tomorrow, like I would ask to go somewhere else. Yeah. He's personally, got- cause I'm, I'm just not being utilized. And I don't know if I can 
wait for Baker to figure it out because I keep depreciating. That's how it feels like. Yeah. Well, I think if you if you OBJ in this situation, you could do one of two things. You can you can go to them and say, "Hey, look, man, this is not working. I'm not happy. I'm not productive. I can't help us win. I need to move on." Or you can fight through it, and at the end of the year, you can move on in free agency, and now you can pick your team that you need that you want to go to because they're probably going to release him at the end of the year anyway because the salary cap number is so high. And if he has a good year, they're going to have to extend him and pay him, and they're probably not going to want to do that. So the best thing for him to do is tough it out over these next nine, ten weeks, and hopefully they get into the playoffs, extend that playoffs, ball out, put some good tape out there. Now when the free agency comes, you'll be one of the top free agent receivers on the marketplace, and now you get to pick and choose the team that you want to go to opposed to them trading you somewhere and you're in the same situation. So if I'm OBJ, I sit it out, I wait to the end of the year, offseason comes, now I can pick my next destination. And uh, that was Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max brought to you by Wrangler, introducing ATG by Wrangler, all about the greater outdoors, and this apparel doesn't compromise, conform or call it quits. So when you're heading into the wild, wearing ATG should be second nature. Shop Wrangler.com today. Let me just uh, top off this segment real quick, guys. we got a little under two minutes. Mike Tomlin. Listen to these numbers. And, and the reason I thought Steelers, I, I, I believe I picked the Steelers on TV on Friday afternoon. I have to check that because I was going back and forth. But it was purely looking at the schedule, thinking Tomlin is not going to have four or five wins this year. This is the second or third time I've done this with the Steelers. Not based on X's and O's or players, just like Tomlin is going to find wins in this schedule. He's going to squeeze it out somewhere. That's a winnable game. I'll bet you the Steelers win it. Listen to this record Tomlin has out of uh, buys. 11-4 and four and won five straight after the bye, holding opponents under 20 points in four of those five. 11-4, and four, I think that's including yesterday, out of the bye, and five straight. So, so in other words, it's like, it's like a basketball, you know, like, um, uh, 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 you know, out of timeouts, right? Like mm-hmm. coaching, coaching defense or coaching offensive plays out of timeouts. That's what you're looking for. What kind of adjustments does the guy make? Mike Tomlin, after a loss, his team comes back and almost always wins. Hey, man, stop talking about our head coach, man. What? Why? That's our head coach, USC. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know what? He's shown again why he's such a good candidate for the USC job. You know what? Key, you should ask him about that the next time you see him, if he wants that job. See see what he has to say. It's unbelievable, man. This dude, like, it's going to be so interesting to me to see if they're above 500 again this year. They will be. They they got a good defense. They will be. You got a good defense. You got a good defense. Can the Saints can the still be a title contender? Max. There's one person who said last week that they weren't. We'll tell you who that is next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.